Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Hold That Podcast podcast, everybody. This is Chris Branch, your host, along with my co-host, Brody Miller. We are both of The Athletic. Brody, how are you doing today? I am doing well, man. Uh, neither of us can hear right now because um, we are both semi-ill. But other than that, you know, I'm doing all right, man. How are you? That is the grit and grind that we put into this podcast is that we are coming here through a minor illness slash man flu and, um, you know, grinding out for you guys. So, Well, you're this is where we'll be transparent. We chose to record when sick, but we did not choose to record due to Mardi Gras. So, you know, we picked our priorities, I think. Look, I mean, I, I I was just thinking about audience analytics there, is that if our yes. audience is also enjoying Mardi Gras, then our numbers is going to be down. We're not, That's a great we're not point, for that. Chris. That is, yes, I couldn't agree more. Yes. See, thank you. Okay, um, before we get to the actual big news, I have big news for you, Brody, is that I had a Vietnamese iced coffee this weekend. Did you? Details. Yes. Let's go. Where'd you get it, it from? Great. Uh, I got it from Orange Couch here in New Orleans. Okay, good. Um, it was lovely. Yeah, they're just like they're like a bitter coffee, a strong coffee, like milkshake, but not as thick as a milkshake. You know what I mean? Like it's perfect. I was I was tweaking. I was tweaking at by the end of it. Oh yeah, you are. You get hopped up for sure. <laughs> um, I think my two favorites in uh, Dong Fung's is probably the number one because they it's very it's a perfect like strong bitterness. But then right I would source, say, huh? um, oh my god. Um, Chez Pierre has a very good one as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's a little creamier, but it's very good. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. um, look, I'm, I'm starting my Vietnamese iced coffee journey. I, you know, I'm glad for all of you to take the journey with me. Um, and maybe send me some Rex and Baton Rouge when I'm up there. You know, maybe we can make this a real regional delicacy uh, tour. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, I, I wanted to get that out the way. But let's get to the big news. LSU has a new quarterback. What? Huh? What? Yeah. Why? Who? <laughs> I saw. Um, I saw that was your first tweet. Was literally wait what? I'm. I was like, I'm sorry. What? Like, it's just. Um, so, if if anybody has missed this, uh, Arizona State quarterback transfer Jaden Daniels committed to LSU yesterday. Uh, Brody had it along with some others. Um, it is a surprise. Uh, you know, if you've read anything about it, Jaden Daniels is a former five star prospect who was awesome three years ago for, for Arizona State as a true freshman. 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's a threat on the ground. Arizona State was really good that year. Um, and then, you know, the pandemic came. He was decent. You know, they played four. He played in four games yeah. in 2020, but he was pretty good. I mean, he wasn't bad, but, like, he wasn't awesome as he was freshman year. And then last year it was just completely uneven. Um, to me, it's really hard to read. He's clearly full of full of talent, and we we can dive into it later. But can you can you just go through why LSU wanted to bring him in? Yeah, I think 
and obviously, you know, this is to some extent me, you know, I always like to give you guys the exact context. This is me kind of giving you LSU side of it. So take it with a grain of salt, but, but they are pretty adamant. And I, and I believe this for the most part to be true is they were not exactly like scouring the portal for another quarterback. They were not, they, I think they more were keeping an eye out if a certain perfect guy you couldn't say no to came available, but they were not exactly like, Hey, LSU is desperate for another quarterback. And I think when Jaden Daniels came available for them, you know, they, they said that was one of those ones that just came together and it was, it was too good of an opportunity. And, and I get the case one there's, there was a Jamar Kane uh, background, you know, he was on the 2019 Arizona state staff and he's honestly one of LSU's better recruiters. And, and there was that connection and he obviously had the context of Daniels and he knew a good bit about him, but also, so they said they kind of, did the research. They they really vetted him. They they watched a ton of film. They did a ton of background on kind of what happened, why he was leaving, all that. And, and I think what really came down to was, I think it was a no lose, you know, a no lose situation in many ways, in the sense that Jane Daniels, you know, not this is college football, so it's not exactly you know the same as like the NFL where you can say you know a, a, a low buy, you know, or something like that. But kind of, it kind of is a buy low situation with massive upside, right? You know, his stock is down. He is not necessarily the player he was where he's coming into LSU. Like, you know, maybe 2019 Jane Daniels, he's coming to LSU. And you're like, that guy's starting. What are you talking about? No way he's coming here not to start. But where Jane Daniels is at now, I think it's a little bit more he has to prove things. So it's he doesn't walk in and assume he's the starter. So you're buying low a little bit. But he also has, you know, superstar talent. You know, like, I mean, he does. I, I think when he's at his best, he is a, you know, he could be an all-SEC guy. I mean, shoot. You know, again, like I just mean like if he really clicks, he has Heisman stuff. Just his his mobility, his running, his you know he, he, his numbers in 2019 when he had talent around him like Ohio at LSU was really great. You know, was you know superstar stuff. I remember talking to somebody about like, man, is he should he be a top QB in the 2022 draft? And obviously, it didn't work out that way. So I say that to say, I think it's a, a no lose because okay, say Jane Daniels comes in and he you know competes and Miles Brandon is just better. Well, first off, you add a competition in the room, which I think was what deep down this is the most about, right? I think it's about adding competition in that room. Brian Kelly is very much trying to change this whole culture, and I think a lot of that starts with competition in these rooms and not letting guys get comfortable and all that. So if Brennan gets better, wins the job, all right, no harm. Maybe Daniels leaves that summer, but oh well. And I think it's a, it's a win. Or Jay Daniels is your backup. Wow, that's a huge win, right? And if Jane Daniels then beats Miles Brennan – well, isn't that inherently telling you that there was room for improvement, right? You know, that, that you know, they they could have used someone better and that it was actually the right call. So I think, and also Jay Daniels is probably getting better because he's competing with Miles Brennan. So I think that's the outlook. Just that kind of this, this buy low, massive upside addition that they think can either be a star or make that room better. I totally get that from a logic perspective. And I think from LSU's perspective, the coaching staff, for sure. It's a, it's a pure win, right? It is you're adding a super talented quarterback into a full room that full of prospects that we like. All, I mean, you know, I don't think there is – you can't look at the quarterback room even before this and be like, this is really a place of, like, dire need. Like, but still, so more talent is great. Here, There's just a couple of layers that are, like, I guess slightly uncomfortable is the word for me. And from the LSU perspective, it is – Somebody is leaving at the end of spring, right? Like, I, you know, is is Nussmeier going to stay around? It feels like Garrett Nussmeier would be the more likely 
candidate or Miles Brennan if he loses his job. I was going to say, um, I don't, I will never, I'm not going to put this confidently, but I would be kind of surprised if Garrett Nussmeyer left because why does this change anything for him? You know what I mean? Like, why would this change his timeline? I mean, yeah, maybe he really genuinely believes he's going to win the job this spring and then this changes that. Maybe, yeah. But I think the timeline was always he's probably going to, when Brennan came back, was he's probably going to develop for another year and then really compete with Howard in 2023. Like, that was always the timeline. So I don't see how this really changes because Daniels is probably not here for two years. Um, so I, I, I would be pretty surprised if this dramatically changes things for Nussmeyer. I could be totally wrong. You know, he did have I'm, that I'm just curious because... If I'm Garrett Nussmeyer and like I, he has eyes on Walker Howard. I do not in, in the practice setting. Um, I mean, it just Walker Howard, five star prospect. Everybody wanted him. We got him. He is the five star quarterback that chose LSU initially, which is still even in the post Joe Burrow era is a new thing. And so you have to assume that that guy is probably going to be ready close to the sophomore year, right? That's that's what I would assume. So. To me, if I'm Garrett Nussmeyer, it is well. I'm 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 the man in the middle. Am I the permanent backup here? Like I need but if, reps. But if that's your logic, po- then he would leave if he didn't win the job with Brendan. I, anyway. I agree. I agree. So what is Daniel? I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm saying adding another guy to the room is tough. Okay, and it, here's the, here's the other thing that I don't purely get. I guess <laughs> I don't know Jaden Daniels. I don't know anybody around him. But like. Reading your story and reading our, our colleague Doug Howler's stories from when Jaden was at Arizona State, um, Jaden gets one free transfer. That's the rule. And he does not appear to seem like a guy who's going to stick around two years, like you just said. So he is coming here expecting to win the job because yeah. he has NFL talent. So if he loses the job, he ha- when he transfers again, he has to sit out again, right? Is that do I have that right? So I have to do more digging on this. I will be the first to admit that. Um, last night was kind of a chaotic night, but he is tech. He did graduate, so he is technically a graduate transfer. So I don't know if like okay. because you know you know what, does this make I don't know if this makes any sense, but I don't know if like you know you have your graduate transfer, which is the classic rule, and you still have your free eligible transfer. I literally don't know that. But So, so I, is that I, like a, a, a you get two, you get one grad transfer and one free, or is that just in the same time? That I literally, yeah, that's the thing. That is, I don't know. But at the same, so that is the thing I need to figure out, and that is something I, I will always admit when I don't know something to you guys, so I apologize. But I, at the same time, yeah, I it's tough to imagine him leaving immediately, but I don't know. I'm just I'm fascinated because I literally I, I read a couple of Doug's stories. I didn't even think about LSU as a destination. It was just you know for me and my day job. Let, let's keep up with the portal. Let's see where this headlining quarterback could go because you just assume he's going to go somewhere where he's going to play. He's a three year starter at a Power Five school already, and or I, it's it's just it's going to be a fascinating spring now because. If Miles Brennan had transferred to Nebraska or wherever he wanted to go, I would be like, yes, bring this guy in. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we need him. And now it, the room is going to be uncomfortable. I it mean, is. I think that's like, what they it, want. The, the competition is going to be there. Somebody's feelings is going to get hurt, and that's fine. But, like, it's just so fascinating to me that, they, like, the specifics of this situation. If, if this was a junior quarterback that, you know, 
thought he could win the job, but then has another year. Sure. Great. But like miles is here for one year and that's it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree. I think, I think to some extent you're thinking of it a bit more from the player's perspective, which might be the right way to look at it. I actually don't know, but I think from the LSU coaches perspective, they don't care. You know what right. I mean? Like they right. just need that room to be better. They're not worried about feelings or you know doing right. And by they anybody. they it's also like, don't they also don't have the loyalty that you true. know uh, we recruited Miles Brennan. We kept him you know uh, as a backup for four years and you know or three years. But you know the the Ogeron staff was with him through all that, so there there would probably be some very inherent loyalty to him there. Where with Kelly, there is not yeah. because well, th- these are all first year quarterbacks for them. First off, yes. and he, But even more than that, the thing I keep trying to like scream from a mountaintop a little bit is I think people think too much about like the downside of quarterbacks transferring when you need to just bake that into the reality. Like that's why you add a fourth because you know people might, you know. And I think people just think like you, they are adding these guys to figure out who the best guy is. And then if someone else leaves because they're not the best guy, that is the built-in, you know, that's a baked sure. factor that decision. And I think sometimes people are constantly thinking about like quarterback room continuity. And the honest truth is at this point with where roster management's at now, how you do things, you are not building this room so that you can have this perfect timeline for the next five years. You're building the room to have four, you know, in a perfect world. You know, when you look at last spring, for example, and it looked like it was going to be Finley, Johnson, Brennan, and Nussmeyer in that room. You have those four to figure out who the best is. And then if people leave, that is just like, you know, that is why you have it. You you have that many guys to just get as much competition as you can, figure out who the best is. And then you're going to bring in more guys next year. That's why Clemson, Alabama, used to not, used to not really want a five-star quarterback every year because you were mapping that stuff out. No, you right. can't think that way anymore. You want a five-star yeah. quarterback every year or at least a really good one every year because you just constantly want as much talent as you can in there. And then you're going to find out who the best guy is. Because if these days, honestly, quarterbacks are ready when they're freshmen quite often or at least by yeah. sophomores. So it's not like you're like thinking in this long-term old school trajectory we used to. For sure. I mean, it's just, it, I, I guess it's just so fascinating because it's so out of left field. And then I, as, as the longstanding LSU fan, I just, I feel for Miles Brennan. I know that he is going to attack the spring and he probably will win the job. He, he, he knows the personnel. He is familiar with everybody in the building besides the coaches. And, but still it's like, <laughs> A man can't get one break, whether that's a broken leg, whether it's a pandemic shortened season and his ab thing. It's just my guy has been here a long time. True. And like, I think the way one staffer kind of put it to me was like, and I don't mean this to be rude. It's more just this is their words to some extent, but there's a reason Brennan was still in the portal. And I don't mean that to say like a negative of Brennan, but as in he didn't have the options he would have liked to have anyway. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he wouldn't be back at LSU if he had the exact options in the portal coming after him that he hoped for. So I just think that's also one more thing to bake into this is that, that's you know, I don't think Brennan yeah. was necessarily turning down, you know, Auburn okay. and Ole Miss, you know, fascinating. Well, let's okay. So that, so with all that out the way, spring is going to be just, I mean, the interest has ratcheted up for me. I was already interested, obviously, but <laughs> there there weren't a ton of like big questions like this. And this is going to be every single day we're going to be asking questions about who looked better today and what 
Who looks better in the spring game? Oh my gosh. Can you can you imagine if Jaden Daniels throws a seventy five yard touchdown pass in the spring game and then <laughs> it what just, we're yeah, be doing take for the over. next four months? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I'm I like I, I, the best part's gonna be when we make too much of who goes first and stuff like that. That's the oh my worst gosh. part of this job. God, I would the amount of like paragraphs <laughs> I have to write in my life just saying like, guys, this doesn't matter. But um especially because a lot of the stuff they're not even showing us. But um yeah, no, it's going to be juicy. And I bet, by the way, I bet OSU wants Jane Daniels to win this job. As much as I very much think it's a real competition, like that is real. I do think they want both of them, like they would lo- be happy if Brennan won it. Yeah, I think they, they're expecting Jaden Daniels to be good enough to win this job. I, I do believe that. So, and also there's one more thing we haven't even mentioned that is like the biggest thing we can't ignore. It's also, and I know you were moving on, but I just think it's worth also mentioning. Brennan has the durability problem. So, Mm -hmm. again, Brian Kelly, if there's one thing I've learned doing my research, is he is pretty unemotional about this stuff. And it's like, if you're running a new program, yeah, you do have Nussmeyer could easily come in. It's a pretty, you know, solid backup. I'm I'm actually a believer in that. I think he would have been a good backup. But if you are Brian Kelly trying to build something year one, you are banking on a guy who has literally three of the four years, last four years in college, has missed extensive time with injuries. Because people yep. forget 2018, he had back problems all year and wasn't actually, Joe, like the actual backup in 2018 was a walk on because Brennan was out. So right. you can't be confident. So it's also like a security addition, too, that now you know you, you, know, you most likely have a experienced starter available. I mean, the, the thing is, and like we get this is, I want to focus on Jaden Daniels as a quarterback a little bit, but. Yes. You know, I I went on a YouTube deep dive last night. I was I was watching all of his highlights. He he has he has the aspect of the ground game that Miles Brennan does not have. And he shows it through the air. I mean, the talent is so evident. And we can get into why like he has a uh regressed at least from the outside it seems over the last 2 years, but the running game has always been there. I mean, he ran for 700 yards last year. Yeah, it's just it, it's tantalizing if if he can if we have the right coaches around him, if he can get the proper I mean, the personnel is there, the wide receiver room is stacked. If he can get the proper protection, like it's exciting to think about him, you know, adding that new dimension to the offense that while Miles is a great quarterback and clearly has the arm and the IQ and, you know, the processing power needed like Jane Daniel, the offense looks different with Jane Daniels. And that's exciting. No, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that, I, yeah, I, I think you can't leave that part out too. Like Mike Debrock even has said when we kind of talked to him, we asked him a lot of kind of like broad questions about like that are kind of unfair, but asking like what you'd like out of your quarterback, you know? And yeah, he wants a mobile guy. He wants a guy who can add second threat because that's just what college football is now. Yeah, if you're a great pocket passer, you'll still do well. Of course, I'm not saying you won't, but you just kind of need that to run a fully, you know, challenging offense for SEC defenses now. So I, I think that's the part you can't leave out of it. He had something that no one else has. And shoot, LSU's run game, even though I think it will improve this year, I do think that, like, it hasn't really been a reliable thing for two years now. So right. you do need that. It's going to be very helpful to have this guy who can add another element. And, you know, that, that t- you know, what's the expression? You know, the, the 11th defender or whatever it is. The, you know, the 11th. So I, I think that is very important. And it is going to be tricky. Let's get to Daniels as a quarterback because what's so fascinating is you have to just make a decision for yourself. Yeah, like do you judge him by 2019 and what he could be? Do you judge him by what he was in a really tough situation some of these last two years? Or do you – I don't know. It's it's just really tough because – and here's what I'd say. And, you know, 
first thing else you pointed out to me was, you know, he basically only had a dedicated quarterback coach during 2019. And because basically the OC in 2019 was the receivers coach and he had like a full-time GA working with him as a quarterback coach. And that was his best year. And the next two years he kind of had, you know, like the OC was the quarterback coach, but then some assistants were suspended. So then like everybody was spread out. The OC wasn't really directly working with the quarterbacks all the time. Everyone, he never really had that full-time guy. Now I'm not making it sound like that's going to really change Things holy crap drastically. I do not want to like make that my number one case. God no. But the LSU does have this confidence that having Joe Sloan as a full time quarterback coach, in addition to Denbrock, in addition to Kelly and the in the GAs and the analysts, they they do think that will add a stability for Daniels and that could get more out of him. And the other thing, and we can't leave out, is 2019 Arizona State had Brandon Ayuk and you know two other receivers that uh, Kyle Williams and Frank Darby who both you know were <clears throat> one was seventh in career receptions one was a six round pick you know he had a really good team around him right and th- and that's by the way that's just name a, good, a great quarterback who just thrives with no talent around him and after that he had no time in the pocket and he had receivers just like dropping balls off face masks so <coughs> excuse me but I I do think like. You can't just ignore that because also you point out it's not like his gameplay was bad these last two years. It just wasn't 2019. So you do have to factor that in that he is now going to LSU where he has a loaded receiving core. He has good Mm -hmm. running backs. Offensive line I'm not confident in, but, you know, I think it'll be a little better. So I I think that will help him. Also, he's just going to be – tell us you it's different resources. It's different infrastructure, things like that. So I think that's the main case. But where do you stand with that? Well, here's it. All your points are great. And I'm just going to boil it down for everybody and say what um, the fan can say and the writer can't say. That from all aspects, even, I mean, there is a huge NCAA investigation into Arizona State yeah. that we did not even mention. Yeah, thank coaching you. staff that maybe the most influx coaching staff, they, they were a total shit show. And, you know, I don't know how much credit that gets for Jaden Daniels' uh, supposed regression, but. Um, Brian Kelly is was hired for his stability and his uh, stable winning culture, and I don't think that Jaden Daniels really experienced that at Arizona State. I, I think that is very easy for me to say. And <laughs> well, let's not ignore you, though the only counter. I want you to continue, but the only counter I have to throw in it. Yeah, Brian Kelly's more stable, but let's not forget it's LSU. It is the most like drama filled program in the SEC. Well, that's. I mean, this is this is if, if Wright Thompson's <laughs> writing the story. I mean, you are you have these two forces that are coming together in this marriage of <laughs> LSU's chaos and Brian so Kelly's true. stability, and we'll see how they marry or fight each other. But yep. the coaching staff is going to be a much more stable place for Jaden Daniels. He'll have a dedicated quarterbacks coach, and coaches won't be getting picked off the roster by NCAA investigations every other week like Arizona State had last year. Yeah. So I think that is a great factor for Jaden. Um, I am curious and you know, I am not the guy to go do a, a film session and watch every single throw that Jane Daniels threw last year, but I would like to point out he had a higher completion percentage last year than he had his freshman year. Yeah. The only, the only thing that doesn't track in his stats is the interceptions. And I, I haven't gone back and watched every interception. I don't know. Maybe I should. I will after this, I'll report back next week, but Please do. because there are only 10, I can do that. But at the same time, like, I'm curious if those were, like, bonehead bad decisions or were they 50-50 balls that Brandon Ayuk catches that um, 
number three, three-star wide receiver man does not catch. Yeah, so after talking to Doug Holler, as, as you mentioned, and I'll try to tweet out some stories for people, too, that Doug's written just to kind of give them some background on him. And I'll obviously have more stories soon, too. But he kind of said, yeah, basically once, you know, they struggle, the receivers struggle to get open, and Jaden had a very small window to get them the ball. And once he threw a few interceptions early, he kind of lost his confidence. And then instead of going through his progressions, he would just kind of take off running. So, you know, which worked out well. He ran for 700 yards. He's good at it. He's big. He can move. He can make guys miss. Like, he can make that work, which is obviously a positive. But the passing game was a mess. And, yes, he is a factor in that. It's like, so it's not just, you know, it's not his fault. But I just think it's it's going to be interesting to find that out because he did take off running. And maybe that helps his completion percentage, if that makes sense. That, like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he stopped trying to do your normal reads. And he would just kind of, if nothing's there, he goes off. And it's kind of all or nothing. That does make some sense. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of rehabilitating to do with him. I mean, you need, one, his confidence back. Two, just kind of clearing up the off the field drama around him. Three, yeah, just kind of getting him to be a more stable quarterback who goes through his progressions because it's not an easy fix. So, yeah, there's a lot of concerns here. Absolutely. I, I don't think that should be ignored. And that's why I, I, I'm not ruling out someone like Brennan winning this job. But it's, it's just tricky because then Daniels has that just incredible talent. It's just, it's fascinating, you know, and, and let, we, we can touch quickly on the. I don't even want to call it off the field drama because it's Arizona State, but there was a um, when when he announced he was transferring, which was uh, like three weeks ago from Arizona State. It, it didn't seem like uh, either side was very sad about that, um, which is fascinating to me. And if anybody has been in a workplace where you've left or or whatever happened, you know you know how things can get after couple years and there's office politics and that is even tenfold within a football program where most of us work in a in a a workspace with you know maybe 10 15 20 people on a daily basis and in a football program it's 100 plus um it just it it seems like neither side really was enjoying each other's time by the end of that is that is that accurate yeah, I, 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 I think I can say I don't think he was exactly renowned for his leadership. He's not exactly a take-charge guy. And I think – and maybe the off-the-field stuff factored in. I don't know all the details. But, yeah, I, I think it was a mut- – like in some ways, like you said, there was a mutual exit. And I don't think he was exactly the best leader there and things like that. So that is a a very real thing to factor in as well. And maybe going into LSU, you know, maybe – and there's also, you know, yeah, context matters. Not context matters. Um Situation can change things, I guess, you know, where Arizona State, he had, probably had to be that leader. You know, he's the best player on the team, all this stuff. And at least now, maybe, maybe he's entering a situation where he could just be a football player a little bit. You know, there are much bigger stars than him on this roster. He, You know, there, there are going to be established leaders and things like that. Maybe, I'm not actually saying I even believe this, but that's maybe a case too, is that, you know, he goes into a place now he can just kind of exist and focus on things and, and get out of there. Maybe that helps. I don't know. And, you know, and LSU is adamant that they did a ton of vetting on him, ton of research. They feel good about the situation now that they've learned more about it. I don't know if that's true. Maybe that's naivete. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm well, glad you brought it up because that is not something we can kind of ignore. Well, let's let's not, you know, I, I don't want to be too vague here and give people the wrong impression. Um, I'm, I'm going to just give a rundown of the details of that from our colleague Doug Haller's story. I'll link this story in our show notes. But basically, at Arizona State, which was under investigation for recruiting violations, they still are, uh, his mother, Jane's mother, 
was close to the program and was basically accused in a Yahoo article of uh, booking flights for recruits that was probably against the rules. Um, it doesn't seem like there was like a huge like caught red-handed moment here or this is flagrantly against the rules, but it was just not comfortable. It seemed like that was uncouth. His mother stepped back from the program a little bit. And then, of course, like both coordinators are gone from Arizona State um, because of these violations that yeah. not just his mother. There was a lot more than his mother there. But I, I say all this to say that like it was a little little messy, little recruiting messy there. Absolutely. But I, I, I want to emphasize that like we mentioned these vague off the field issues and it's not like Jaden was getting arrested. Like there was serious bad stuff going on. It was basically these little recruiting things. And then a lot of instability because of a program wide recruiting uh, mess, we should say. And then Jaden said he was leaving. So that is the rundown of, of, of why he is leaving and why he's coming here. And, um, I, that would that doesn't worry me as a fan. I don't really give a shit. Like to to be frank, um, I don't think he was the one, uh, you know, paying people under the table or doing all this other stuff. I just I don't know. I I hope LSU provides him a better situation than Arizona State did. It seems like that they they are in um, the throes of a bad situation still. The NCAA investigation yeah. continues over there, um, and Jane's not a part of that anymore. And now he might be playing with uh, one of the best receiving cores in college football. And I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's just getting away from, you know, sometimes, yeah, I think you, you nailed it where it's like sometimes something could be a bit of a problem and then it gets exacerbated because you're part of this massive scandal too. You know, the whole program's a little bit in, in a shaky situation. So maybe that getting away from that does get, you know, a better situation. So, and so let's get into that part, just, you know, and we'll maybe even end on this. I don't know where else you want to go with it, but just him in this offense, what do you make of it? You know, let's say hypothetically he wins it. You know, you have Kayshawn Butte, you have, I mean, honestly, the receiving core is probably six deep of guys you'd be happy to start. Dre Jenkins, Butte, Jack Besh, Brian Thomas, Chris Hilton, Malik Neighbors. Shoot, I left him last. by the second best. It's a really, really good group. Running backs really deep and talented. Like, what do you view him as in this offense? I I view him as a game changer. I mean, the thing is, is that, and, and, and I urge you all to go look at his highlights if you haven't already. The kid has a, a cannon. He has an arm. So, like... Here's here's my worst case, my educated Homer worst case scenario here, because the thing we keep coming back to is the offensive line. We don't know if the offensive line might be great. We just don't know. But we know that the receivers are great. We know that the running backs are good. And so the worst case scenario here is that Jaden is on the run. Jaden is moving a lot. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I think he's pretty good on the run, but he's very good on the run, just straight up like running the ball. I mean, he ran for 700 yards last year, like quarterback not not a lot of quarterbacks do that but at the same time like if he has all of these great receivers downfield and he's flushed out of the pocket quickly i'd like to see him make some plays on his feet that maybe miles brennan doesn't make when he's rolling right or rolling left yeah it or opens, it opens up the rest it, of the it opens yeah. the entire field or he just runs for six yards and we try it again like i just think adding that oh this guy is fast and he's running out to the perimeter and he is going to stretch the field for everybody involved and if if he can put it together, it's exciting. Like I said before, like it's just so surprising to me. Like I, you know, I don't think anybody's expected LSU to get another quarterback. So 
me going into the season, Miles Brennan is starting, and we know what he looks like, and it, it's going to be good. We, you know, he was 370 yards a game. It's hard to do that, and but Jaden adds another aspect that I think could be really cool if he puts it all together and he meshes well with the players and the coaches. It's fun. It's going to be uncomfortable for them, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah. No, I don't think I could put a lot of it better than you, Dan. It's just, yeah, I think the way that he will open up theoretically everything, you know, even when he's not a great pocket passer. I think my question is, and this is one of those things where I'll be the first to acknowledge, like, I do not really know the ins and outs of passing. But, like, there's always a difference for me of, like, rainbow deep ball throwers and, like, you know, more polished deep ball throwers. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit mm-hmm. of, like, a rainbow, rainbow thrower. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. it's, like... I just always have questions with that, and it still works for tons of guys incredibly well, so I'm not, like, anti, but I just always have that question with those kind of guys. You know, like, shoot, I'm an IU alum, right? Michael Penix was super successful for a few years, and that's kind of how he threw the ball. Like like you said, he had a really good arm, but it was just kind of like it didn't feel unbelievably polished. And I, and I just, like, that's my only question with, with Daniels and the SEC, all that stuff. I wonder, like, how good his passing actually is. And I'm actually mm. not ripping on Pac-12 defenses. I think Pac-12 defenses have gotten better than people realize and they don't like admit it. You know, like I think some of those defenses are actually pretty good now from Oregon to Utah to Cal. Like a lot of them have gotten pretty solid, but it's still something to acknowledge. So yeah, sure. I, I think I wonder about that. Well, we're going to find out. Um, also, I wonder about him running in the SEC. It is a slightly different thing. Yeah. Like you will yeah. get clocked. Mm-hmm. And he's 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 not the thickest dude. He is he is um, not. Yeah, he's he's a little skinny, but uh, that, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I I am I am curious how he projects to. He, he probably projects a little closer to what Desmond Ritter was in Cincinnati's offense. I think that's than, a weirdly you know, good comp. Yeah, say say a Miles Brennan, you know, because Ritter wasn't a guy that you were like, man, he's gonna run. Watch out! I mean, he, he was a passer. He's a great passer. He he is going to be drafted shortly. Um, but he was mobile. I mean, he, he could move. He he get out of the pocket. He 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 was not a bad runner, but he wasn't a running quarterback per se. And it seems like Jaden Daniels, while he picked up a lot of yards last year, I still don't think he projects as like a running quarterback. Like you can't say that this guy is like predicated on running. Like his arm strength, his passing, that is what he like brings to the table. Right? No, no, I I, I think so. I think you're right. I think he's then again, I just I don't know because I think you have like one 2019 version of him was probably more of a passer, but he was a freshman. And I think mm-hmm. the last year and a half, you know, because I'm well, two years, but I'm calling 2020 a half. He probably was more runner. So I, I guess it means there's different versions of him. And I'm really curious what he ends up being, what some coaching does for him. I don't really know. You know what, Brody? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back and watch um, like some – I'm going to do some tape grinding. I'm going to become one of those guys. Can you record yourself like narrating it? I really would pay money for like Chris <laughs> Branch unironically tries to be like a film guru and just hear but, your like, dead I, I don't serious. know. Like those, those guys have a different lingo. You know, that they share the lingo with coaches. They're like, oh man, cover three, no protection up top. And you, you got the X right here. I'm not. <laughs> I love when they use the word traits. That's my favorite. Traits does a lot for me. Um, like, uh, like, uh, you know. Right when the cornerback gets out, it's like, oh, his hips are all wrong. I, w- I would never say that stuff. <laughs> I w- and also, as somebody who's watched sporting events with you, I know you're kind of an all-or-nothing viewer. You're like, screw this guy, he sucks. And I just really <laughs> want you just a dead serious analyzing quarterback the- play where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's poop. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. 
That's I'm going to do it. I'll, re- I'll report back next week. I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, um, but, but otherwise, I mean, the thing is, is uh, we are going to, we are going to overanalyze this kid to death. I mean, we are, you, you know that, I mean, spring practice is not even here and I'm already talking about digging up, um, YouTube of like full game YouTube of Arizona state in the pandemic here, which is just one of the bleakest sentences I think I could, I could say, but I'm excited. It's cool, man. It's like it, it It just took me so aback, and I think I can speak for most of the fan base in saying that I, I, I got 10 text messages being like, what? what? Why did we get him? Like, what? Like, yeah. is Miles leaving? Is Garrett leaving? And I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, you know, I'm usually the uh, the more educated fan than than, than some some of the, uh, the normies, I guess well, you could say, because it is my job. And um, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, we, we know the same things. I was like, I know he's good. That's it. But I don't know anything else. Well, um, I think I'll end on this though, which is just repeating the thesis from the first 10 minutes. And it's just try not for people to view it just as like one to one. Like, wait, what does this mean for Brennan? What does this mean for Daniels? You have to just kind of view it from a big picture of LSU's quarterback room just got a little more secure. That's just the right, that's just, I think the healthier way to view it. And like, it just got a little better. It got a little more competitive and all that. If, I think if you view it that way and then just let the result come, I think you'll be a little happier. That's my life advice, really. You know, trust the process. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Hinky over here. Yeah. Sam, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. I would love to talk. Okay. Let's, let, let's chill out. What We should end there. I think, I, I think you're done. We're cutting you off. <laughs> I'm You're sick, done at the man. bar. Um, no, it's it, it it's cool. I mean, um, spring practice is in two weeks, three weeks, um, not three weeks. Well, no, yeah, Mark, uh, seventeen days. Yeah, seventeen days, a little more than two weeks. Get ready, Jaden. We're we're everybody's going to be um, analyzing every grainy uh, footage from local TV that they get from a distance um, for the first <laughs> practice. So I can't wait for that. But I don't know, man. I mean. LSU can't be boring. That's that's that that's is the rule. The it's the golden rule. It's the deal they made for the three championships. It's just like yeah, but even when you're six and six, you have to be a drama field filled mess. Yeah. Even when you even when you bring in the quote unquote boring successful coach, he gets um, made fun of weeks like a weekend. Yeah. Oh, last thing. Did you see? I included this in the newsletter today. The picture of Gary Patterson with the recruit. Of course. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I was like. He's a trendsetter now. Like our coach is a trendsetter because of this. And these recruits are clearly asking these um, vaguely dad-like uh, yes. guys uh, to to pose with them and look awkward in a very fun, like, dad way. And Absolutely. I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. No, I'm here for it. All right. Okay. Thank. Thanks, everybody. Give us give us all the good ratings, um, and we'll see you next week.